0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Are you ready? Okay, I'm ready. The Jesse Blake Sports Report. Really? Oh, wait, Really? The Jesse Blake
1: Sports Report. That's it? Don't forget, it's the Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. (laughs) You know, that's kind of redundant. Dude, is there a problem?
0: No, no, that's fine. I I just, you know, I thought maybe you guys would come up with something, you know, good. Man, I just read it. You know what? doesn't matter to me. I get paid by the word. (sighs) Let's do this. The Jesse Blake Sports Report with
1: Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction sports Sportsbook. Yeah! I want to talk to you about my butt and how well I've treated it lately. I have a pair of Dewar Performance Denim, and they are the softest jeans that I own. Dewar stands for Natural Performance and Simplicity, and they make the world's most comfortable pants. I'm actually wearing. If you're watching the YouTube video, I'm wearing a duer polo right now, and uh, you can find like shorts and beanies and polos and t-shirts everything you need for comfort, style, and function at doer.ca. Yes, I said doer.ca because they're a Canadian company, which is awesome. Always support Canada. And you'll get 15% off of your purchase using the code SDPN. So you go to doer.ca, you use the code SDPN, you get 15% off You can pick up some of the world's most comfortable jeans. Second time ever on the Jesse Blake Sports Report. Julian McKenzie is here, everybody. Round of applause from the studio audience. Hey, man. I'm I'm
0: just happy to be here. The last time I was here, uh, nothing broke. So hopefully nothing breaks this time. Oh, yeah. Except, you know, I don't know. I hope nothing breaks.
1: You have like an important person job at the, at the at the athletic where you're like doing editing and you're on the news desk and all that fun stuff. This is outside of also doing the CJ show and then the the podcast you do for Yahoo. Uh, you're just everywhere all the time, sometimes making appearances on Tim and Sid. You are the every man, Julian McKenzie. Hey, man. Uh, I'm just happy that people want me
0: to be their every man. I'm happy to be wanted. I go where I'm wanted. And you're wanted everywhere. So, kudos to you, Julian. And, and to today... You, 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 I mean, you, and you do great stuff, too. I have to praise you. Just like you always try to praise me on this show, you do a lot of great stuff here at the SDPN, the lifeblood of the SDPN, the leader of the crab people. I was watching... Uh, I don't know if you watched the YouTube channel um, Honest Trailers. I forget which movie they were reviewing. But, like, at the end... I'm not sure if you're familiar with the channel or not. But what they yeah. do is they'll come up with these, like... Fake cast members, as part of like whoever's starring in this movie, and one of them literally was crab people, and they did the crab people think exactly the way that like you have everyone do it.
1: No and way. I just thought,
0: yeah, and I was just like, wait a minute, I thought this was like an original SDPN fit. <laughs> this, but like, I-, I think it is, but also, like, did. Does does someone on this YouTube channel listen? Is some are they a member of the Crab People?
1: No, no, no. Crab People comes from uh, South Park. So there, oh. there's an episode of South Park where the Crab People take over, and that's oh. where the Crab People thing comes from. And, they, and that's that's their the thing. All the crabs say the Crab People. That's what they say. They go Crab People, Crab People, Crab People. people. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I play that movie- button on my Twitch streams. That's why the movie
0: I was trying to remember from that YouTube channel that they were reviewing uh, was the new, um, it's the prequel series from the Harry Potter movies. So the um, fantastic beasts and where to find them. That's what the movie they were joking around and they were making a crack about crab people near the end. I just thought someone like Jesse Blake should be making money, but apparently you've been making money off the backs of, uh, South Park for so long. Anyway, Yeah. Anyway, I, it, it completely derail the conversation.
1: I owe a thanks to Trey Parker and uh, Matt Stone. Like that's who I should be. I should be thanking for that idea. But that's all irrelevant for what we have to talk about today. Because yes. Because I think I have. I'm going to make a lot of people upset today, and that's that's kind of my goal. I I have to call out the last five Stanley Cup winners because I think why an asterix needs to be placed. On the last five Stanley Cup winners, and I don't—I'm not going to go as far as to call them frauds. Maybe after this, I'll decide like, hey, the last five Stanley Cup winners are frauds. Should be the title of this podcast. Maybe I'll do that. We'll see what I decide on. Or maybe they all just need an asterisk. But if you look back at twenty thir- seventeen through twenty twenty one, we need to really litigate the Stanley Cup finals. Ooh.
0: I, I need. Wait a minute. Why are you doing this?
1: It's, 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 I think it's an important exercise that we need to go through, and let's get into it. Twenty twenty one. Okay. It's the yes. easiest one of them all. Eighteen million over the cap. There's your asterisk okay, but, on the Tampa oh Bay finals. Tampa Jesus. Bay Lightning Stanley Cup final of twenty twenty one. Like that's that's the easiest one on the whole list. Kucherov sat out all season. He had surgery in December, purposely to come back for the playoffs. Tampa was allowed to work with a cap that's higher than everybody in the league. Dougie Hamilton said it the best. He said, we lost to a team that's 18 million over the cap or whatever they are. I feel like we played them pretty close, he said. I wasn't knocking the rules or anything you realize how many weapons they have. And if you think about how many more players you could have with the money, you realize how much deeper you'd be. It's unfair. Do you accept my <laughs> asterisks on the 2021 no, Stanley Cup no, for $18 no, million over the cap? No,
0: no, 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 Why no, not Julian no, 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 no. Because the Tampa Bay Lightning took advantage of the stipulation in the cap that every other team is able to take access with. If it would be a different issue, if the Tampa Bay Lightning were the only team that would be allowed to have players over on LTIR, thus putting them however many million over the salary cap, but every team in the National Hockey League has access to that rule. The Tampa Bay Lightning just happened to be in a position where they could take advantage of it. Why should they be penalized for using a valid loophole that you know, can keep. I mean, yes, I understand everyone's like, oh, being compliant or whatever. They used a valid loophole. It's allowed. So they didn't break the rules.
1: I'm not saying it's they there. broke the rules. In no instance did anybody break the rules in these asterisks. I'm the saying we need to look back on it and say, hey, maybe you didn't deserve it as much as we think you did. You know, maybe excuse that Stanley me? Cup wasn't no. fully earned. No, excuse me? Number four. You Go,
0: no, 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 no. Before you go to number four, yeah, you yeah. go tell those Tampa Bay players that their cup that they went through a pandemic to go through yeah. was not deserved. Yeah, you no. tell them you know, the season they played no. through and <laughs> and players, you know, no. doing everything they come doing that, everything they can to heal no. up, get back from injury. Tell those players it wasn't deserved. I dare you, go to Tampa Bay right now, mm-hmm. go to John Cooper's face, yeah. tell him that cup wasn't deserved. Mm-hmm. Go tell Nikita Kucherov, go tell Steven Stamkos, Duke could barely play. Tell those players one deserve. I'm
1: not I disagree. I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't well earned. I'm saying Yo, we are gonna have an issue for the rest of this episode, Jesse Blake. We were doing so well. Oh, we got four more to go, Julian. Oh McKenzie. my god. I'm just saying. We need to put a little asterisk next to it. If we, if I'm writing the history books right now, I'm general manager of the hockey hall of fame. These are the notes. I put into next to these Stanley Cup victories. The 2021 victory, I'm right next to it on the cup. Tampa Bay Lightning, 2021 Stanley Cup champions. Asterix. But... They were $18 million over the cap, and Nikita Kucherov sat out and came back for the, play- for the playoffs, and it was a little unfair to the rest of the teams in the league. 2020. You being able to have that opportunity to do that is just a sign of how people are able to fail
0: upwards in this society. <laughs> this is a man who has taken charge of two NHL franchises over EA Sports, was unable to win Stanley Cups, and still finds himself in a position where he's out here judging people who did it.
1: 2020, asterisks on the Stanley Cup. You won the Stanley Cup in a COVID bubble that nobody wanted to play in. <laughs> Cut, get out of here. So the t- let me... The toughest circumstances in human history let me remind win you a
0: Stanley Cup.
1: Let me remind you of the Emily Kaplan and Greg Wyshynski article for ESPN that came out as the bubble was winding down. They got quotes from every... They got quotes from both sides, the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference, because they were bubbled in different hotels. If you remember, uh, Edmund and Toronto hosted the playoffs that year in the middle of the summer because the season was shut down. One Eastern Conference veteran said, for a guy that's been fortunate enough to play in some pretty crazy atmospheres, it was very, very different. I don't think you can p- compare it to the playoffs in any way. It just had a minor hockey feel to it. I think everyone understood that was the only way we we're going to be able to play hockey. Like this is how it had to be. The hockey the wasn't problem? the hockey. We it can't. Wasn't the we hockey, can't say they this. It. We can't say the 2020 Stanley Cup was like every other Stanley Cup without a little can, asterisk I next agree. to it. I don't we
0: don't have to go so far as to put an asterisk next to next to it. They played. They had to find a way to get a season going. I, I, I disagree with that. I still think at my viewpoint on that bubble season on that bubble, I think those are some of the toughest parameters to be holed up in a city, away from your family. I'm not discounting how difficult it was for those players and what they had to go through and what impact it took on them mentally. I just think it again a bit similar to to twenty twenty one. If you have to go through all that and you win the Stanley Cup, and someone at the end of it is like, eh, well, you know, put an asterisk on it. Like I, 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 disagree with that sentiment. I think more difficult, just as difficult than any other year, considering the interruption that happens part way through. Again, being away from home, playing basically, you know, like on the road for the entirety of a, of, a, of, a, of a postseason no fans basically you're going from a hotel to the arena and back those are some of the most those are the most toughest parameters for any athlete to play through and for a team to win through that i think putting an asterisk on it totally demeans it do i think that probably they shouldn't have played it fine you could you could say that they probably should not have had it but if you're going to play it then play it i don't think you should have an asterisk over that like have it They still found a way for it to be as legit as they could amidst the circumstances. But I don't think that means you should put an asterisk on it. An asterisk on it. Like, they played it. It happened.
1: They did the work. One Eastern Conference player said, another quote from the article, I know most guys won't admit it, but I feel like our team personally had a tough time getting up for the first round robin game. It was hard to get guys going. You can't just snap into a playoff mentality after not playing for five months. And the first game playing in an empty arena just felt spooky. The Golden Knights, for example, talked about the lack of a distinct home ice advantage in the bubble. Privately, they said it was hard to to motivate without fans. The players didn't even think it was regular hockey. The players didn't even accept. It wasn't a regular situation. Yes. So let's put a little asterisk on it. No, (laughs) no, because no, you can't do that. As director of the Hockey Hall of Fame, I'm writing next to the 2020 Stanley Cup, Tampa Bay Lightning, Stanley Cup champions, asterisks. But they won in a bubble where half the players didn't want to play. You can
0: acknowledge how difficult the situation is. You can acknowledge that a lot of people probably didn't want to play in that situation. I don't think it's... Fair to put an asterisk on an asterisk on it. I don't know why I keep mispronouncing asterisks. But
1: <laughs> none, of these, none of this is fair. It's just the reality of the situation. You didn't get to nah, win it I in normal you. circumstances. I just think you hate. Him. <laughs> <laughs> this is what this is the hate. This is the hate podcast. I am drinking a this, cup of haterade hate hate right now.
0: You hate him. even even on that other one. I always like to say if Austin Matthews went through a whole regular season where he couldn't play. And he had to be on LTIR and he was however meant and the Leafs ended up being however many million over the cap and then was able to play in the playoffs. You know how much people would get upset? And you know how you guys would all react? Oh, you guys were like, well, well, Kyle Dupas just, you know, he followed the rules. He did what he had to do. He did the job. I, I don't see why people are upset. Every GM would do that. Julian, you call, that call exact- me when it happens.
1: You- Call me when you, it happens. You
0: would say that exact line of dialogue, Jesse.
1: Call me when that it happens. Exactly what it's you would not, say. It hasn't oh, happened. Oh, so. when it
0: absolutely happens, I will crash the Steve Dangle podcast myself, yeah, yeah, and
1: right. I will be like, "Hey, remember when that? Remember when I said that would happen? No, what I'm talking about are real life situations you that happened. Go see in you 2019. You know what else happened? Go see me, Jesse Blake. You know what else happened, me, <laughs> you know what else happened in 2019? Cam <laughs> Neely threw a water bottle. Do you remember this meme? <laughs> Do you remember yes. the photo of Cam Neely chucking a water bottle with all of his heart in a yes. press box? Do you know why Cam Neely threw a water bottle? I don't remember specifically which game it was, because but it
0: had to do with the Stanley Cup
1: final. Tyler Bozak slew-footed Noel Achari in game five of the Stanley Cup final. I'm going to read an article. I'm going to uh, read a quote from the day of. This is the National Hockey League taking a black eye with their officiating this playoffs. Cassidy said following his team's 2-1 loss in Game 5 the Stanley Cup Final Thursday night. Here's another one that's going to be talked about. An apparent missed call midway through the third period generated St. Louis Blues left wing David Perron's game-winning goal, putting the Bruins' title hopes on the brink, chilling 3-2 in the series. Moments before Perron snuck the pat- puck past netminder Tuukka Rask. Blues center Tyler Bozek cut Bruins forward, Noel Achari's legs out from under him, sending Achari to the deck. No penalty was called. Play continued, and Achari did not stand back up until Perron scored. What should have given the Bruins an opportunity to push for an equalizer with the man-up advantage resulted in a momentum-shifting score that gave the Blues a 2-0 lead and severely hampered the Boston's ability to mount a comeback. The only reason... The Boston Bruins were down 3 2 in the series in the Stanley Cup final of 2019 to the St. Louis Blues because the referees missed a call. The Blues need an asterisk on their title. They cheated their way to a Game 5 victory and Boston was robbed. Put an asterisk on it, Blues fans. You didn't earn that title. You didn't win four games. Jesse Blake. The refs won a game for you. What game did that incident happen? Game 5. It was 2-2 two, two in the series. How, it was 2-2 two, two in the series? Yeah.
0: And, and 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 in how many games did the St. Louis Blues win that series?
1: I believe it was seven games. Seven so games, there were games. like
0: two other games where, Boston you know, won one, Justice could have... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boston actually won one. So yeah. the Justice could have easily been served for the Boston Bruins. They could have won that series. If the Boston Bruins won that series, are you putting an asterisk on that?
1: No, because then uh, the right team would have uh, had the opportunity to win the series. Boston.
0: Oh, oh, it... Oh, oh! You, you know the same the same team that you know actually won a game that forced a game seven. Yeah, I know I how the order went, but they won one more game.
1: They won, they won game six, and then yeah, because they they were down three two because they lost that game five because of a bad call by a referee. The referee cost them the Stanley Cup, and the Blues should look at that and say, hey, we lucked our way, and the refs helped us.
0: Do you hear yourself right now?
1: I'm making a case. <laughs> I'm making a case to put an asterisk on the Blue Stanley Cup. Yo, know,
0: this, this is too easy bro like there were so many other games in this series there were so many other opportunities for them to do it it's not fair to say one call especially at that juncture of the series it's one thing if the call decides the game winning goal of a series i don't like these random you know oh this happened in game four this dictated some swing because teams are able to i don't know i don't i don't know i mean i know momentum's a thing but considering that the Bruins were able to at least get another win in this series, they could have had a chance of winning a game seven. So I I think that's a stretch.
1: Do you want to, all of
0: these are stretches really. So
1: <laughs> let's talk about the most legitimate cup winner on this list. 2018, the Washington Capitals. Now the Capitals don't have an incident or a play that they should be held against. They, there was no COVID at the time. But the Washington Capitals had to play the Vegas Golden Knights. A team that didn't exist a year prior. (laughs) The Capitals should have an asterisk on their Stanley Cup because they didn't have to play a real team. Look at that roster. (laughs) William Carlson... I believe 41 goals that season I, no. I, I don't I don't have the numbers in front of me Jesse I Blake. don't have his goal total uh, from that season brother, but brother, brother I, think, I think highly of you don't do this I think seeing, <laughs> seeing what happened after game one when Vegas won game one in the Stanley Cup final you remember they uh, they lost that series in five games Washington yes, they, did. They, they did a gentleman's sweep by winning the next four We saw Cinderella hit midnight with the Vegas Golden Knights. They rode this expansion drama all the way to the Stanley Cup Final. And then we saw an expansion team go up against a real team. And I would have liked to see the Capitals have to play a team that existed prior to the 17 season.
0: What does that that say about all the other teams that Vegas beat to get there? Right, because last I checked to advance to the Stanley Cup final you have to beat three other teams before you reach the fourth and final round Totally. and last I checked the National Hockey League yes they granted Vegas an expansion uh, team mm-hmm. and they did what they did in the expansion draft and got themselves a team the National Hockey League did not say as part of your inaugural season you have been granted one free trip to the Stanley Cup <laughs> final they might as well if, Could uh, Really? Well, then if you were going to go that far, then you might you might as well call up all the other GMs who gave them all these pieces for free. You're going to get mad at them too?
1: So their road to the Stanley Cup final consisted of... I remember
0: Winnipeg was in there. San Jose was also in there.
1: Fake team Winnipeg, if we remember. <laughs> Winnipeg wasn't that good. Uh, fake team Los Angeles in the first round. Uh, And then San Jose, I'll I'll give you San Jose as a legitimate team. San Jose, so Vegas had to beat one team, and then they reached the finals. Uh, They play Washington, who's a great team that year, uh, outstanding. And I wish Washington would have had to play a real team as well.
0: All of those teams you mentioned were actually good. Were (laughs) actually pretty good mean, Maybe not overwhelmingly great teams, yeah. but to call them fake teams is a bit of a ridiculous statement. The Vegas Golden Knights earned their way into the Stanley Cup final. This is, again, off of the initial point. The National Hockey League did not gift the Vegas Golden Knights a berth in the Stanley Cup final. Uh, GMs mishandled that expansion draft, helped make the Vegas Golden Knights as good as they were, and they earned their way to the Stanley Cup final. Yes, yes, there was a Cinderella story aspect to it. But that doesn't mean you should give it an asterisk.
1: What were your projections on the Golden Knights going into the 17-18 season? Do you remember what you thought about that team Um, after the expansion draft?
0: I didn't think that highly of them.
1: Um, I
0: definitely thought that they weren't going to make the playoffs. I definitely try. I remember like the summer before making these random versions of the expansion team. What I would think would work in my head, according to Cap Friendly's like expansion draft tool. And of course uh they did not take my advice but uh thank god they didn't because they ended up going to the final in their first year so yeah i, I mean come on look that's is, that would be like if i was able to predict the golden knights would go to the stanley cup final uh that year i'd be like running sports interaction or something like, <laughs> like Jesus, jeez i don't know man like i'm not I'm, i'm not that lucky
1: I think I think the expectations of how we all thought about that team Lends itself to uh, what the Washington Capitals had to face in that finals But moving on here to the most egregious no, probably, I think Kucherov is probably the most egregious one And then the COVID bubble And then uh, we're moving on to another very egregious Stanley Cup victory The Pittsburgh Penguins in 2017-2018 Bridgestone Arena I don't know if you remember this play. Colton Sisson scored a goal and the mm. referees said he did not. I'm going to read you uh, a piece from uh, SB Nation on the Day of. In front of a raucous crowd at Bridgestone Arena, the underdog Predators needed a win to send the series back to Pittsburgh. With 107 gone in a scoreless second period, the Predators appeared to take A 1-0 lead when Philip Forsberg's shot squirted past Penguins goaltender Matt Murray and Preds forward Colton Sissons poked it into the open net. Positioned to Murray's right in the far left corner of the offensive zone, Kevin Pollock, the referee, couldn't see the action and he blew the play dead. Thinking Murray had smothered the puck about a second before, Sissons celebrated what he thought was the game's first goal. The game remained scoreless until the Penguins forward Patrick Hornquist scored the winner with 135 remaining in the third period. And Hagelin finished it off with an empty netter. And the Pittsburgh Penguins celebrated the 16-17 Stanley Cup. The Penguins should have never won that game. And you tried to make the argument about the Blues... Uh, the Blues play about how, hey, that was game five versus the Bruins. They had a lot of chances. This was the deciding game six. And Sisson scored a goal. And the referee said he didn't score a goal. And the Penguins ended up winning by essentially one goal plus an empty netter. One goal literally ended the Nashville Predators season that was taken away by a referee. That's an asterisk on the Stanley Cup if I've ever heard one. I initially thought you were going to reference,
0: uh, I think it was a PK-Supan goal that got called off in game one of that series. No, I didn't but even go of off- There was an offside review that negated it, and the Predators should have probably won that game or at least should have, you know, gone off that momentum. But uh, that damn offside rule, Matt Duchesne, <laughs> has basically basically negated that. Um, and that was still in my, uh, you know, pre-journalism Syracuse angry about pk suban time i had a lot of angst that year about all of that uh i really wanted the predators to win that series for a lot of different reasons and yeah looking at that goal that should have counted i'm with you that uh, that goal should have counted the National predators should have won that game they should have been able to send the series back to pittsburgh but on principle, I cannot give this an asterisk. There was still the rest of the game to play. And the fact that they let it go late where Patrick Hornquist, Hornquist could score that goal to still give Pittsburgh a win. You know, there were other opportunities for Nashville to get it. It's not as if, you know, they got uh, they, they were put under an avalanche of goals after the fact and it completely took them out of it. They were still very much in that game until the very end. They had all the chances in the world to do it and they were not able to get it done. Them's the breaks, I think. So yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Jesse Blake, to inform you, but you are o for five on these asterisks. Oh, okay.
1: I, I think, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm, I think I'm at least four for five. You know, Vegas might be a little bit of a stretch, but you know, at least four for five, especially this one. This directly led to a Stanley Cup raising and a banner for pe- for the Penguins. Penguins fans, I'll if- concede
0: on this. I'll concede on this. If I was someone who would put asterisks on these things this would be the closest one of all five. I'm willing to concede that point. That's as far as I'm going. I'm not giving an asterisk on any of these other ones. This is the only one I'm willing to to say this would be the closest one for me. I'm not doing it for the bubble. I'm not doing it for last year. Just this 2017 series.
1: Preds fans, you hear that? You should have won the Stanley Cup that year. (laughs) It was your Stanley Justice. Cup to win. Justice. We are giving you the Stanley Cup. You can have it back. Uh, or at least we're throwing an asterisk on the Penguin Stanley Cup. Julian, who do you have winning this year's Stanley Cup?
0: Oh, man. It's a bit tough to tell because as of now, we still don't have a uh, a matchup. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I might still pick the Colorado Avalanche anyway, just because of how they've been able to play through to this point, even if they're not completely at full strength. I mean, they're going to face a reality where they're not going to have Nazem Kadri for most of the Stanley Cup final series. Darcy Kemper, who knows what games he'll get into this series. Um, we know Sam Girard is, is out for the rest of the postseason with with a sternum injury. This is a team, I mean, every team plays through injuries in the playoffs, but this is a team that has had big hits at every major position uh, th- at- on their team, and they're still playing as well as they've been playing. And it helps that they have one of the best, a top three forward in the world in Ethan McKinnon, a top defenseman, if not two, he has to be one in Kale McCarr, uh, and f- all these other great depth pieces. Like, fine, Kadri's gone, but Gigi Comfort stepped up, Valna Chuskin has stepped up. Uh, Darren Helm has stepped up. Terry Lekanen, a hero, uh, in the third round for the second year in a row. They have depth pieces. Andrew, Colli- Andrew Cogliano has also stepped up as well. They have good depth pieces who have been able to provide scoring punches when they need it. So I-, I-, I know they will come up against a very good goaltender, either in Tampa or New York, but I think the Colorado Avalanche still have the play style that could see them get pucks past the goaltender and still have them dominate play. It may depend on who they play. They may be the faster team against a Tampa Bay. They The difference in speed might be a little different if it's against New York, but I think the Colorado Avalanche as a whole could be the better team against either of those two teams. And I can see them winning it at, at least six for seven, depending on who the, who they end up facing in the final. That would be my pick.
1: Okay, and for reference for everybody out there, on sportsinteraction.com slash sdpn, the Stanley Cup odds right now, Colorado sits at a 1.56, Tampa coming in second favorite, uh, 3.37, and then the New York Rangers at 6.32, trailing in third. Last question for you, Julian. I want you to pick a Conn Smythe winner from each of the three remaining teams. Right now, the favorites on Sports (laughs) Interaction, we got Kale McCarr, then Nathan McKinnon, then Vasilevsky, then Igor Kucherov, Rantanen, Landeskog, Hedman, Stamkos, and then finally we get to Zibanejad. Who do you got? Who are, pick one Conn Smythe winner from each team?
0: Colorado, I will say, I think Kale McCarr has had an exceptional postseason. I think with the way that he's played on the back end, the ability, the scoring ability he's been able to put up as well, I would probably say he's been the most deserving on that team. Not that Nathan McKinnon hasn't done anything, but I think that, you know, Kale McCarr. Honestly, if Nazan Kadri was still healthy, I think Nazim Kadri would actually provide the best case. But if he's not going to play through the rest of this final, it or at least through most of this final, or hey, we'll see how where he ends up and how he plays in those games. But I would think Kale McCarr would be the best option for for Colorado. Tampa Bay, a bit of a a bit of an interesting one, since they've had so many different unsung heroes at different points. But it's very likely that the guy who will help get them there, and he might be a little further down, might be it might be Andre Vasilevsky. Honestly, mm-hmm. I know he's been up and down this postseason, but when he's been up, he's been up. He's been the guy for them. So I I'd like to think that. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky would be my pick. Igor Sisterkin would be the really easy pick for the New York Rangers. I might still stick with him because I think he's been arguably the best goalie in this play in this in this postseason of any team. I like Dom, Dom Lushin, Lushin made the point on uh, the Athletic Hockey Show earlier this week that Igor Sisterkin might be the best goalie in the world right now, and I think this postseason we can start having debates of, at the very least. If Vasilevsky or Sisterkin is better, I still think if the Rangers win that series, there is a potential for a transfer of power from the lightning onto the Rangers and the Rangers could be seen as a team that should be near the top of the Eastern conference for years to come. And a big reason why would be Igor Sisterkin kind of holding up this team as far as I'm concerned. So I think goalies where there's a good chance we might see a goalie win the Conn Smythe this year. Or, or defenseman, which would be really, really intriguing considering, you know, normally a lot of forwards will get it, but my picks would be Kale Makar, Vasilevskiy, and
1: Chesterko. Very nice. Do you have anything to plug? Do you have any do you have any upcoming work you'd like to get out there?
0: Um, Check out the uh, Chris Johnston show Monday, Thursday. Uh, brand new episode of Zone Time. Should be out by now. Uh, up at Yahoo Sports. And uh, yeah, man, just subscribe to The Athletic uh, the great people. I write a lot of stuff there sometimes and, uh, yeah, you be sure to subscribe. We've got all these great deals all the time. So, uh, can't uh, can't say you can't find my work or you don't know what i'm doing <laughs> yeah. there's like literally three different places i'm doing something so uh yeah man check me out
1: yeah that's so true you can't say you can't find julian anywhere in hockey media you know if, if you're looking for hockey content julian's probably associated with it so uh go find all of your work everywhere uh thank you for doing this i'm gonna have i'm gonna send you a couple of sharpies in the mail so we can start putting more asterisks on more things because uh, you need to help me get all these uh, amendments to all of these championships out there. I
0: like having Sharpies. Uh, I will not do what you just told me to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the Sharpies. Thank you again. Take care. The next part of the podcast is 19+. plus. Please play responsibly if you are going to gamble. In the description of this podcast, you can find helpful resources on safe gambling tips. And if you want to get involved in anything I'm about to talk about, head over to sportsinteraction.com slash S-D-P-N. Now, Rangers fans, tonight, 2-2 in the series, lightning Rangers and Rangers fans, I am backing you tonight. I like the plus one and a half that the Rangers are giving out, uh, the Rangers have tonight as the underdogs versus Tampa. Simply because I believe in the Mecca that is Madison Square Garden. That home ice advantage that the Rangers have during these Stanley Cup playoffs, I feel is such an underrated aspect of their run. They're such, a, they're such a great home team, and I think they get game five here, and they go up 3-2 in the series. I don't know about the next two after that. We've seen teams hold 3-2 leads versus Tampa before, but I like the Rangers tonight, and I also like the over, because I feel like when the Rangers win, they don't win the close game. They win comfortably. And I think that's what's going to happen tonight versus Tampa. I think they'll come out, they'll they'll realize, hey, we just lost two games versus a team that we know we can beat. We've beat them two previous times before that. I think they come out firing with the home crowd. I like the over. The over currently sits at five and a half. So I like the game to go over that total, at least six goals tonight in the Rangers-Lightning game. Uh that's a payout of 2.15 your money if it hits the over. And then the Rangers plus one and a half goals is only 1.4 times your money. So like a $10 bet there would net you $4. But I still think that's the right play, you know? It's about trying to trying to guess the outcome here. And I think the Rangers plus one and a half is the is the smart bet. And and I like to classify myself as a as a the live bet king, I love betting. Uh the the Leafs when all season long when they went down in the game, if they'd be down two nothing, I'd be like, All right, let me hop on Leafs plus two and a half, and then they end up losing by less than two and a half, or coming back and winning the game. I like the Rangers in that scenario as well. So if the Rangers go down tonight early. If they go down one nothing or even 2 nothing versus Tampa, I'm going to hop on that. Rangers plus 2.5 if that line becomes available on sportsinteraction.com sdpn. Thank you for being here today. You could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here right now, listening or watching this podcast, and I appreciate you. Uh, I'll be back here next Thursday with more sports reporting, even though I don't do any reporting. Adam's a little right about the title, um, I hope the first part of this podcast didn't upset you too much if one of those teams are your favorite teams. But, you know, it's a, it was a very fun exercise with Julian McKenzie. Uh, yeah, I'll see you next week. See you on the Steve Dangle Podcast tomorrow. Uh, and then we have a special announcement coming in the next couple days. Peace out. Thank done. you for being here.
0: The Jesse Blake Sports Report with Jesse Blake. Powered by Sports Interaction. Canada Sportsbook jesse blake the guy that likes to hear his name twice in one sentence sure i know him no he doesn't have an ego at all what's so special about hero Bread's soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas hero bread serves up zero to one grams of net carbs five to eleven grams of protein and high fiber in every delicious serving